You're listening to That's the Industry Podcast, episode number 43. Today, we are going to be talking to the paparazzi, and you're going to hear about how I was a paparazzi for a month, an entire month, and how I almost made $120,000 in one day. Here we go. You're listening to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. The podcast that takes you inside all the aspects of the entertainment industry. Directly from the people who are making it happen. And now, your host, Thomas Jordan. What's going on, everyone? Thomas Jordan here for another episode. Today, we are talking to Mark from the Paparazzi Podcast. Mark has been in this line of work for 10 plus years as a photographer out of Los Angeles, California. What's going on, Mark? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Uh, doing well, doing well. I appreciate you taking the time, man. And I'm always curious how people get started in the industry. So I'd love to hear how you got started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I got into the business, uh, back in 2006, 2007, uh, right around there. Um, I was kind of in between jobs. I was working in the golf industry for about 10 years. Um, and I was just getting out of working in that industry and, um, you know, thinking of pursuing something new, uh, at the same time, um, I had grown up in an area where a lot of friends of mine, when they got out of high school, got into the entertainment business, whether it be, uh, clubs or entertainment or production or anything like, or stuff like that. Um, where I hung out with a lot of celebrities, uh, went to a lot of celebrity parties, um, and just knew, a lot about the Hollywood area and, you know, and how it all worked. And when friends would come visit me from out of town, let's say, or, you know, um, I would take them around Los Angeles and kind of show them the hot spots or some celebrities homes. Um, and <clears throat> right around, uh, you know, late, uh, late 2007, um, there was a friend of mine who visited from, um, down in the San Diego area. And I kind of did my normal, you know, uh, chauffeur around Hollywood. Um, uh, when she left and went back, uh, she was working at a, uh, at a photography agency. Um, I think it was called Zuma press at the time. And she, um, got word through her, through her business, um, that, a photography agency up in LA were looking for photographers to do paparazzi work. Um, no more than maybe two days before I saw some special, it was a VH one special, um, on the paparazzi. And, uh, I think there was a couple of guys in Hawaii trying to shoot, uh, one of the friends, one of the friends, uh, stars weddings. Um, what was his name? Uh, Joey, what's his name? Matt LeBlanc. Um, yeah, yeah, Joey from friends. Yeah. And, and, and I saw these guys and the way they were working and I kept saying to myself, geez, I could do way better than these guys. These guys are, you know, they were kind of bozos, uh, you know, hiking around in the jungle and, and this and that. Um, so a couple of days later, I got a phone call saying, would you want to do this kind of work? Uh, and then, you know, a day or two later, I was actually in a car, um, 
you know, with a photographer just on a ride along. Uh, we went and worked on, I think it was Kate Beckinsale at the time. And I think she was up there as one of my, you know, favorite actors at the time. Um, and I was just, you know, starstruck when, when I saw her, when I saw her come out, uh, you know, uh, following her around a little bit and getting some pictures of her when, when she kind of went shopping and, and, uh, was out and about. Um, and it was just an exciting job. And of course I was hooked. Um, so, um, that day, I think she went to like a pool party. She went to a Starbucks. Uh, we got a couple of pictures of her. Um, the guy I went along with actually handed me a camera, you know, during the ride along and just said, here, you know, go, go, go do something, go see what you can do here. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, pretty much I was hooked from there. It was just, a, you know, the adrenaline rush, um, you know, kind of hooked me, uh, which it does pretty much all these guys in the business in the beginning. But that's uh, that's about it. That's about how I, how I got into it. Um, I think later that day, actually, it was the same type of scenario. We were we were, we just left Cape Beckinsale. Good experience, by the way. The guy that I was riding with was a, you know real nice guy. He's non aggressive uh, kind of photographer. Um, kind of showed me the you know the 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 nice way of doing this business. Um, the kind of moral way of doing this business and the exchange between us and Cape Beckinsale was a good exchange, you know? Uh, and then when we moved on and we went to a, a, uh, Starbucks or no, I think, I think it was a coffee bean. Um, I ended up seeing Jamie Lynn Sigler in the line ahead of us. And, uh, that's when he, uh, you know, told me to go out to his car, grab my, grab my, his camera and, uh, and, uh, you know, see what I can do. Um, got a, had a good exchange with her. She, she gave me a little wave. It was real nice. Um, we got two sets that day and, uh, I've been doing it ever since. Well, man, it's interesting because your story is very similar to our story. Uh, what people don't know is we got connected and, um, yeah, I did a ride along with you and one day turned into, I believe a solid month of, uh, of doing that work. And it was, uh, interesting to say the least for sure, man. Um, it was very similar kind of what you talked about and, and I kind of like the way you approached it because I think a lot of people, when they hear paparazzi, they automatically have a bad taste in their mouth, or they just see these people who hound these people and have no respect for people, but you are not like that. You're almost kind of like, you don't, you know, you're not trying to cause any drama. It's almost like you're a sniper. You don't want to be seen. And you just, you know, out of everything that we did and I witnessed, I never felt, you know, creepy, uncomfortable, or like we were invading anybody's space because, you know, we, we gave them space as well. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I try and, um, I try and relate to everybody on the podcast, on my podcast, which is, you know, getting to know the photographers in this business, um, on a more personal level. I mean, obviously when, when the celebrities come out or the celebrities see us out and about, we're all the same to them. You know, um, me, I would consider myself, a you know, a, a, a nicer guy in the business. Non-aggressive is, is the, is the term I like to use. You know, there's photographers that are aggressive and there's photographers that are really non-aggressive. Um, who I learned from in the business, uh, I worked for an agency that was a pretty respected agency at the time, as far as working non-aggressive, 
Um, and all the guys that I worked with were the same. Um, so, you know, when the celebrities do see us out there, if they knew us a little bit better, um, just more on a personal note of, you know, this guy who's, you know, who's, who's shooting me right now, or this guy that's following me in his car. Oh, that's Mark. Oh, that's this other aggressive guy that likes to jump out and get in my face, you know? Um, but we're all the same to them. And, uh, you know, I always say if, if we treated them the same as they treat us, we would all just consider them Kim Kardashian and we could, we would just jump out and be aggressive all the time. But no, we know, you know, uh, how Jennifer Garner is with us. We know how a, a Reese Witherspoon is with us. We know how a Kate Hudson is with us, you know, and we work differently. At least some of us do. We work differently to cater to the way that they are and the way that they, they like to be shot or not don't like to be shot. And, you know, there's the odd time where they'll, they'll pull up and they'll come over to us and they'll just say, hey, you know, not today. Um, you know, I'm not feeling it today or something like that. And we move on. A lot of guys won't do that, but that's what we do. Um, and, you know, that's um, that's what a lot of people don't understand. And these people who are more so aggressive, um, I think you uh, you guys have a term for people like that. Yeah, we call them savages. Or at least, and why is at that? At least I do. At least I <laughs> Well, because that's, you know, it's what they look like when they're out there and they are being aggressive. They look like savages. You know, I mean, obviously you've seen the videos or pictures of, you know, um, let's say Britney Spears back in the day, uh, you know, in 07, 08, like around that time, you know, 20, 30 guys following her, uh, you know, jockeying for position on a follow for her, um, you know, running, pe practically running people down, parking their cars in the middle of the road to jump out and get a picture of her uh, at a stoplight. Um, or, you know, let's say someone like a Jennifer Garner picking up uh, her kids from school, you know, uh, a line of, you know, five or six guys just, you know, down the street from her school, shooting her as she uh, as she walks with her kids. You know, they look like savages. Um, you know, I can't say that I'm not guilty of taking some of those shots, some shots, you know, that are similar to that. Um, because if I do see something, um, you know, as I'm passing by or, you know, along my day and I do see an opportunity to get a shot, I will take it. But, you know, the majority of the time I, you know, work differently than the quote unquote savages. I mean, you even kind of told me like, is it, is it kind of like split down the middle? Like there, it's almost like the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would think so. I mean, I like to refer to it like, um, like, let's say like the military, you know, um, there's the infantry guys, the guys that, that just run in first and, you know, don't really have a plan and they just, you know, they're the first in and, and they're the most aggressive. And then there's, you know, the uh, the special forces or the the snipers, like you were saying, you know, that kind of, you know, get their orders. They go in under the radar and they get the shot, the candid shot, you know, um, where, <clears throat> excuse me, where, uh, you know, these other guys don't really have a mode of getting that picture, you know. And is there a way, have you tried to talk to these guys before? And if you have, what did they say? Oh yeah. They, um, I, I had a nickname in the business for a while, uh, when I actually did, you know, get, <clears throat> when I did have exchanges with these guys, um, I was called the governor <clears throat> because I would always come into a situation and I would 
assess the situation happening and I would kind of try and govern it. I would say, you know, Hey guys, let's move over here. You know, we're, we're, let's say it's someone in, in, in front of a shop or something. I would say, let's move down here. The car is down here. Let's move to give them enough space where they can come out of the shop and walk down the, down the street or walk down the sidewalk and we can get them from here. A nice, you know, uh, walking shot. But most of the guys now they want to be up against the window. They want to be shooting into the shop. They want to block the front door as they're walking out the door and they want to walk backwards and shoot them as they're walking along. Um, that, you know, is what I consider aggressive, um, in your face, ambush style, uh, paparazzi where they could do it differently. They could make themselves a little more known and, and, uh, and get a nicer shot. And we all could actually have a fair shot at it, you know? Um, but everybody's, you know, it's everybody's competition. They're all competition. So they, um, you know, they're always trying to outdo the other guy. And is there ever been, are there times where the the savages aren't around like if you guys got jennifer garner and it's just you and maybe three other guys that you may know and there's no one bothering her and like do where you guys kind of get your space like you say yeah yeah plenty of times um matthew mcconaughey is 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 a good example i like to use for you know being able to control his paparazzi um you know he used to just step out of his car if there was if you'd you know, if he was, uh, going somewhere and about to be shot, he would step out of his car and he'd just kind of say, hold up guys. You know, I'd like you guys to just stand over here. You know, I'm going over there. Can you just stand over here? I'll give you all shots, you know, but I don't want you jumping out and running in front of me. And the guys would, would do it. And he's a great example of that. Jennifer Garner, um, you know, one thing comes to mind with Jennifer Garner at the time when she was getting shot the most, this is probably, you know, 07, 08, 09. Um, you know, she, I caught her once. I saw her as I was passing by. She was parking in a parking lot in Santa Monica. And I pull up and I knew where she was going. So I, you know, gave her a good, you know, 100 feet of space so that she could just walk and walk in. And she turned around and walked backwards. This is kind of a tactic they used to use all the time um, when they didn't want to be shot. And and I said to her, I said, hey, hey, Jen, you know, I didn't I didn't follow you down here. I just saw you uh, spotted you. Um, you know, this is this is completely fair game. Um, why are you walking backwards? You know, and she continued to say, you know, I I don't you know, I don't want anybody to get shots. I don't you know, I, I don't see you differently as anybody else. And we continue to have a little bit of a conversation where I, you know, told her, okay, well, I work on you every once in a while. I'm, I'm not aggressive, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think it ever sunk in with her. Why do you think that is though? It's ego. I would think it's all ego. You know, a lot of these celebrities, these, especially the A-list celebrities, they have, they have huge egos, you know, they'll never, they'll never you know, I guess, dumb themselves down to being friendly with a photographer um, just for the simple point of that. You know, they they consider themselves better. They consider themselves better than everybody else. Um, a lot of people don't see them the way we see them in their day to day lives. But, you know, a, most people think Jen Garner is this great sweetheart, which, you know, a lot of the time she is. But she could be nasty. She could be mean. And nobody ever sees that. 
but she would never, you know, uh, consider herself, um, to be friendly with a photographer or a specific photographer, no matter who they were. Yeah. And I could see, I mean, just to, just to play devil's advocate, because from my experience with you, I can understand both sides to a point, but I know there's going to be people listening who are like, well, you shouldn't, you should give them their space. They, you know, they didn't do anything. They, they don't need to be photographed all the time. Yeah. And I agree with that. Um, someone like a Jen Garner back to her again, <laughs> cause she, cause, cause she's a good example. Um, you know, she is shot or followed every single day, whether it be one guy, whether it be three guys, whether it be five guys every single day since at least 2007. Um, and yes, they do. They definitely deserve some space, you know, especially someone like her. She definitely deserves some space. She doesn't deserve to be hounded every single day, but the way I am, I see her nowadays. I see her maybe once every six months. Most of the time I won't even shoot her because there's other guys there, you know, exclusives are another thing we should get into at some point um, versus non-exclusives. But, you know, I, I give her her space. I give all of them their space. I, if I'm driving around, let's say the West side or something, which is the, you know, the area that I usually cover, I usually just drive around, rely on and rely on uh, me just spotting celebrities. I usually don't go wait out in front of their house, which is, you know, we call doorstepping. I, I don't, uh, I don't follow them after I've shot them unless it's some big juicy story and you want to get more, you know, just to, to, to fit the story, but in their day-to-day lives, just, just, you know, going to the stores or, you know, going shopping or something like that, you spot them, you shoot them, you move on. Um, this is the celebrity life. I mean, obviously they signed up for doing this life. It's not our fault that no one prepared them for what was going to happen. Um, but this is why they get paid the big bucks. This is why they live in the, in the large mansions, the multiple large mansions they do. This is why they drive the nice cars. This is why they get everything for free. The one downfall to all this success is your public life is public or your, 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 your public life, your private life is public. You know, obviously if you're in your backyard, that's your private life, your privacy, your implied privacy. No one could shoot that anyway. It's pretty much against the law. Um, But these people are public figures that that phrase is there for a reason Um, and the description is you have all the success, but your lives are public. People want to see what you're doing. People want to see what you're up to. And we provide that for those people, your fans. And that's what I kind of felt like really interesting is to like really see both sides. So, you know, we saw a handful of celebrities and, you know, we keep, you know, going back to Jen Garner and things like that, but it's just like, that's what that's where it's kind of tough for me because they are in the public eye and it's like when you're an actor or you are a public figure there's no way you don't know that this is going to happen and what a lot of people don't know is like even you know bad press is good press and you know you can make that argument all day depending on who you're talking to but it's interesting because it keeps them in the news too and it's like 
they I feel like sometimes they forget that sometimes because you have been in a position where they've actually it's like they'll yell at you and like curse you and whatever but they also steal your photos. Yeah, yeah, um that's become a huge problem in our business. Obviously the money isn't what it used to be in our business as well. Um you know, back when I started, you know, a good exclusive picture um, a, a breaking news or let's say a movie spoiler or something. I mean, you get a, you know, a couple thousand dollars for that. Um, nowadays you're lucky to get, you know, tens, <laughs> uh, or, or a hundred bucks for it. I mean, it's, uh, it, our, our prices, our, um, our income has gone down, you know, over 50% of what we used to make. Um, and when I got into the business, it was a, you know, it was a pretty, just a s- steady living. It wasn't, you know, you weren't, uh, you weren't making tons of money. You weren't going on lavish vacations. You weren't buying homes. You were just making a living. And now you take 50% off that and it's tough. And the reason is because of stolen pictures, uh, because of the internet, um, and because of the way we get paid online. Um, nobody negotiated the right way to get paid online, uh, because we didn't understand the way, uh, blogs and clients and cl- and online clientele got paid themselves. You know, we didn't, we didn't know what monetization was. We didn't know how to monetize our pictures. We didn't know anything about that. So when we started getting paid online, you know, let's say, it, you know, Oh, seven, Oh eight. Um, when, when everything started going online, um, we just started selling the way we do with magazines, you know, Oh, you're going to buy a picture. Here you go. Um, well, when that picture goes up on that website, it can be stolen. You know, it can be just clicked and uh, and dragged onto your desktop. So um, between the clients um, stealing pictures and the celebrities themselves stealing pictures and let's say putting it on their Instagrams, uh, their social medias, um, it's become a big problem. And, you know, we're hurting because of it. You know, I know a lot of people will say, oh, boo hoo, you're hurting. You're a paparazzi. Yeah. Well, you know, we are, you know, husbands, we're fathers. um, We have families. And they need to be supported as well. And stealing pictures is never a, a, a way to go. You know, stealing pictures is wrong no matter how you slice it. Um, but I'm sure everybody sees it. You know, the, the, the celebrities and their social medias, you see it all the time. Stolen paparazzi pictures put up on their social medias, seen by millions of people to, let's say, promote their products, their uh, clothing lines, their, their brands. Um, and that's wrong. You know, that is completely wrong. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. No. And that's where, that's where, like I said, I teeter totter, but I think that's wrong because it's like you sit, you know, whether the celebrity, if they're a jerk to you and tell you to go away and swear at you and throw out the, whatever they do negatively. And then all of a sudden they turn around and take the picture that you took in their new clothing line or swimsuit line and put it on their Instagram. It's like, wait a minute, you just cursed me out and called the cops, but you're stealing my picture for free, taking money out of my pocket. I just don't, I don't, I don't think that's cool. And I know on your, um, on your Instagram, you call them out all the time that happened with you with the uh, new top gun, right? 
yeah yeah with the new top gun with uh i mean sarah highland is is guilty of it uh, doing modern family i mean the niche in my business uh, at least my part of the business is i work on a lot of productions um i have some friends in the in, in production uh, i get a lot of good information about uh you know productions going on around los angeles and you know what i'll do is i'll just arrive on a set and i'll shoot whatever scene that they're filming um obviously i'll it'll be in a public place i'll be completely legal to be doing it um the productions normally put up a fight about it which i never understand but um on the you know on the the top gun uh <clears throat> on the top gun production um we got tom cruise on the motorcycle with jennifer connelly and that picture went everywhere it was one of the biggest pictures of the year. Everybody saw it. Everybody was downloading. Everybody was stealing it, uh, including Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel uh, put it on his show. He had uh, Jennifer Connelly on as a guest, and he had the picture framed on his desk and asked her about it, showed the picture to the audience. Everybody talked about it. It was, uh, you know, they talked about how great the picture was, and he never paid for it. We ended up contacting him asking him to pay for it. And they just basically shined us on. Um, so that is not right. And that is not cordial. And, <clears throat> you know, that happens all the time. Sarah Hyland, like I said, she was always a complete, she would always take my pictures to promote the show. So I would be on set. The crew would be cool with me. The, the, you know, some of the, the cast would be cool with me. Sarah was never cool with me. She would always bitch and moan. She would always have people try and cover her with, with umbrellas. She would always, you know, disrupt the whole production just because I was there. Um, I was never aggressive on her ever. Um, I had a good reputation with that crew. And a week later, the picture would be up on her Instagram saying, oh, watch this episode of Modern Family. This is me in the, in the, in the episode of Modern Family what is Haley doing on this episode of modern family? And she would promote the show with it. So, you know, I like to say you're welcome to, for the free promotion that I'm giving the show, but in an ideal world, I should be getting paid for that because they are promoting the show. Now the productions will come along and they'll say, Oh, you're spoiling it. Well, spoilers pay too. you know, uh, that's what a movie trailer's for. That's what, uh, you know, a preview for an upcoming episode, up, <clears throat> That's what a preview for an upcoming episode uh, of Modern Family does. Um, they're spoilers. Um, you know, it comes down to control and they can't control what I do. But what I'm doing is a favor for them, whether they like it or not. And have you ever tried to talk to Sarah about it? Like, hey, like, because you've seen her multiple times. I follow your Instagram. So I know you're you're on those family, uh, the modern family set or near it a lot. Have you ever tried to talk to her about it? Being like, hey, like, what, what's what's the deal here? No, I've never talked to her personally. I've never tried to talk to her personally because I can never, I'm never close enough. You know, I mean, there have been a couple of times where I've been close enough so she can hear what I'm saying. And I have said to her, um, when she's gone to cover up, you know, she, number one, she's just got come out of hair and makeup, right? Uh, she's got her wardrobe on. She looks great. Most of these celebrities look great on their productions. 
They've been in one to two hours of hair and makeup and they look awesome. They should never not want to get photographed because they don't think they look good. But um, the couple of times I've just said to Sarah, you know, hey, Sarah, you know, this is, you know, this has been going on five years now. Why are you covering up? Why are you doing, you know, and they ignore They don't say anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm never I'm never really close enough to uh, to ask about this. Now, I have asked some celebrities on other productions, you know, what they think of it. Um, Courtney Cox, for example, she didn't mind um, when we would shoot her on Cougar Town because she knew it was good promotion for the show. And she told me personally at one point, you know, this is good. I don't mind if you're here. Just, you know, don't be aggressive, which I never was. And, you know, we had a great relationship on that and we got great pictures. I got paid for it. She got promotion for the show. It was a win-win for everybody. Now, most productions should see this and see this potential and just embrace it. And maybe even drop me a line or two of uh, some future production that they're <laughs> that they're coming up with where I can uh, I can give them some free, free promotion. I remember us talking. You even almost had like a proposition for these people on how they could work with you instead of against you. Yes. For a while, I was um, I was calling myself promotion. I was calling myself promotion pictures or promotion paparazzi or something like that, where um, <clears throat> I would talk to um, like newer productions, productions that were you know just starting out, not big Hollywood productions, but let's say you know a reality show or a smaller end uh, sitcom or something like that, where they wanted the promotion in the beginning and some people were susceptible to it. Um, and I got invited onto a couple of sets, but all in all, nobody really saw, uh, the potential of it. Um, I didn't understand why I saw the potential of it. They didn't see it, but it, once again, it comes down to the control, you know? Um, but I wish more productions would do that. I wish more productions would embrace it because whether they like it or not, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be shooting it and you're going to get the promotion. So we might as well work together and not be enemies in this situation. You know, I can get even better pictures, promote it the way you want it. And Hey, if it makes enough money, why don't we donate some of it to some sort of a, a charity that the production chooses? You know, we could even go that route. Yeah. I really like that. Cause like I said, you, you work with them, you tip cause it would, you, they would tip you off, you know, they would be where they would be all done up and their clothes, makeup. And then you even mentioned that they got, would get to choose the shots, how you edited them and how they could post them. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we would, we would work together on, on this whole thing. And cause like I said, I'm going to be there anyway, you know, I'm there anyway. Uh, a good example is is TV shows because TV shows they last for months, maybe even years. So when you step onto a, a set um, of a TV show versus a movie, the, you know you step onto it for the first time. There's always the no pictures, no pictures. Yeah, th this is how it goes. No pictures, no pictures. Okay, well you're on uh, Venice Beach Boardwalk, so I'm you know I can take pictures. Okay, well, no pictures, no pictures. Okay, well, I'm going to take pictures. Okay, um, now they consider me being aggressive just because I'm there taking pictures. Um, and I won't stop taking pictures. Um, <clears throat> then it moves to, okay, well, then we're going to pull out umbrellas and we're going to block you. 
Um, number one, there's a law in this country and in this state, uh, it's called right to work. Um, the right to work law. And if you are putting an umbrella in front of my camera, that means I can't work and you're preventing me from doing my job. So that is actually illegal. What they can do is they can take their, their umbrellas and cover up the star or the celebrity. Um, and that's perfectly legal. So that's the next step that they'll do. They'll do blocking. They'll, they'll try all that. Well, in a movie situation, they're there, you know, you, you run into them for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, and they keep up that aggression depending on who the, uh, the A-list celebrity is, whether they're A-list, whether they're B-list, whatever. Um, but on a TV show situation, you're there for months on end and you eventually get to know these people and they get to know you and, you know, you become somewhat friends. You have a good relationship and it all works out. They get the promotion, you get the pictures and everybody's happy. Um, the, the ones that do the, the, um, the ones that have the problem with it are the stars themselves. And they're the ones that are in control of what happens. So if they don't like it, if they don't want you taking pictures, they will take over the entire production and figure out a way where you will not get shots. And that gets a little ridiculous sometimes. I mean, I've had Leonardo DiCaprio, um, uh, shut down his whole production so that the, the crew had to build a, an entire wall to block me from shooting on the beach. Um, that's ridiculous. You know, you're there, you're shooting on a beach, just embrace it, man. You know, <laughs> you don't need to, you're Leonardo DiCaprio, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he's famous for not liking shots and not letting paps get shots, but in this situation, it was ridiculous. They were almost done shooting. He saw me at the end and he had the crew work overtime to build a wall, a literal wall. So I could not shoot. Um, I'd already got shots. It was already in the bag and it was just pointless. I remember seeing the video. It was quite interesting because you saw the second that he uh, noticed you, which I'm actually still pretty shocked that he saw you because of how far you were away. But I just like what like your deal because you had mentioned like somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio who can't leave his house, but if he had somebody like you, it would prevent like the savages and everybody hounding him because you would be getting the exclusives every single time. Yeah, exactly. I, I ran this idea past uh, Jennifer Garner at one point. Um, it, it's obviously it's doing setups. Um, some of the B list, C list celebrities will do it. I was, you know, Heidi and Spencer's um, personal photographer for a Wait while. a minute. You're hold up. You're telling me that celebrities, set up the paparazzi to go shoot them somewhere <laughs> some of them do yeah <laughs> yeah that crazy uh, how that works yeah i know right um the, typically uh, heidi and spencer though they never did that i'm kidding no um, yeah, i was gonna say it's like what are you talking about i know for a fact that they did that you told me you yeah, told me yeah no they 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 did it that was their that was their thing and they did it all the time they would actually take it to the extremes of you know doing setups where you know what is the, how can we top the last photos every single time which was great but it it all worked out the same so let's say someone uh you know wanted to get a picture or wanted to wait out in front of heidi and spencer's house well they knew that i was getting photos of them on a regular basis that were the way they wanted it and they were the way the clients wanted to see them 
So it would be pointless for uh, another photographer to show up at their house and try and follow them around because they could cover up. The pictures wouldn't be as good as the pictures that I'm putting out regularly. And if A-list celebrities, you know, would set aside their egos a little bit and embrace it like they did at one point, um, it would be the same thing. You know, if if Jennifer Garner or Reese Witherspoon or or a Kate Hudson would, um, you know, regularly, let's say once a month or, you know, twice a month, drop a line to an agency to say, here I am, I'm going here, I'm doing this. Um, there wouldn't be guys out in front of their houses waiting for them every single day because they couldn't get as good of shots as, you know, the, the photographer that was in on it. Um, and you know, I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think they could ever, uh, you know, set their egos aside to do something like that, but I have seen it and I've seen it recently that some A-list celebrities, I don't know for a fact, but I've seen pictures that are so good of these celebrities that normally don't like being photographed that maybe that they're coming around to, to doing something like that in some way. Brooke Burke, she does it. She, she has a, you know, a, a photographer that she calls that comes to do, you know, most of her stuff. Nobody waits for her. Nobody, you know, even really shoots her when they see her anymore because she puts out so many pictures that are set up that no one cares and it works. And the, uh, I feel like the Kardashians are famous for doing this as well too, right? Yes. They, um, they have their own photographers as well. They have one photographer or two that they take with them, um, on vacations or they, you know, they at least tip them off of where they are and they get really good shots. I mean, the Kardashians are kind of a different story. I mean, you know, there'll be guys waiting for them every single day anyway, because no matter what you get of the Kardashians, it sells. So um, you know, Bieber, same thing, you know, there's always going to be guys on Bieber. Um, even if he had a, a personal photographer that would shoot him and, and sell to the same clientele we do, I think there would still be guys on him all the time just because anything of him goes. And what type of money are we talking here? Do you think like with the Kardashians and Bieber, like, are they just like rolling in some cheese or if you had to guess a dollar amount that they are making per set, what are you thinking? Well, you know, it comes down to exclusive or non-exclusive, you know, an exclusive set of, you know, Kim Kardashian on a beach in Cabo that will probably, I mean, we're not talking about one specific set or one specific sale, but that kind of a, a set of pictures would generate probably in the, you know, 10 to $20,000 range when it's all said and done. So this is over the course of a couple of weeks, um, uh, magazines, blogs, all that kind of stuff. Um, you get her walking down the street, uh, you know, with a beanie and sunglasses, uh, kind of covered up with a jacket, you know, that's probably going to generate maybe a thousand bucks, you know, 500 to a thousand bucks. Um, but like I said, no matter what it is, it will go, um, you know, it'll, it'll hit some, <clears throat> it will hit somewhere. And in real quick, uh, what is an exclusive? What is a non-exclusive and what is a set? Well, exclusives are just, you know, pictures we get, you know, one guy, one agency, one guy, um, gets, uh, gets a picture of somebody, 
um, out and about or doing something, um, that's an exclusive. Non-exclusive, when you have multiple agencies, multiple guys, um, and you're, you know, everybody's putting their pictures up and they basically go up as an auction. Um, and that obviously brings down the prices. Um, and a set, of, a, <clears throat> and a set is a, just a set of pictures, you know, whether it be, you know, three pictures or 25 pictures, um, of someone, let's say going into a shop shopping and then coming out of the shop, that's your set, you know, or a photo shoot on the beach. You're there for three hours shooting, you know, Alessandro Ambrosio, uh, modeling um, for a photo shoot on the beach. There's a set. Well, speaking of exclusive uh, or exclusives, you and I almost had a very interesting exclusive with Roseanne. Yes. What did you think of that situation? Are you talking about the the follow down to the down to yes. Huntington Beach or wherever we went? <laughs> uh, dude, it was it was past Huntington Beach, yeah, man. No, it was it was way down there. It was like. Uh... Where was that? It was, I don't know, down in Orange County, like South Orange County somewhere. Um, so, yeah, if you don't mind, just can you tell, can you like start, do you remember how the day started, how we started in Marina Del Rey and I picked up some coffee and donuts and just uh, went from there, man. Yeah. She was in the news because of just the, the whole racism thing that she'd been accused of and everybody wanted pictures of her, but no one knew where she was. So she had lived close to where I was living at the time. Um, so I was kind of the guy covering that house. You joined me for a ride along. Um, and I had been there maybe one or two days before that. Um, so I kind of saw a little bit of movement of who was coming in and out of the house. Um, at the, on that day, it was a car that I hadn't seen yet. And the car left the house and we ended up following it because we didn't know who was in it. And we followed it for what? an hour and a half or something hour and Man, a half, maybe two hours like down that. to South orange County. And, uh, I think they went to a Costco and, yep. and it, it turned out to just be like the nanny or the maid or something. At the the maid, man, yeah. dude. Well, that it, it was just really interesting to me because first of all, just to kind of paint the picture a little bit, when I showed up, I really don't know what to expect. So like when I roll up, it's in a non-gated community. So like you just rolled up, it was almost like a tailgate party because there were so many paparazzi out there, you know, we're in a van, everybody else is in these jet black jetted out Priuses. So like if you were to do a, like a drone view, it was almost like sharks just like sweat, like doing circles, just like waiting for somebody to come out of that house. I know the you know, the neighbors were getting pissed because it was seriously like a tailgate party. Like we were just sitting there waiting yeah. for her to come out. Yeah, it was, was insane. Guys, there was guys across the street from her house, like waiting for her to walk out of her door, which was, which, you know, that's kind of the savagery thing to do, but you know, they wanted the first picture. It was all about the first picture of her after all this. So there was two guys there, but they couldn't, you know, you couldn't stack any more guys on top of that because there was no parking spaces and you can't just stand there because the neighbors wouldn't like it. Uh, so there was two guys on one end of the street, a couple of guys on the other end of the street. And on our end, yeah, there was probably about three or four guys on our end. And uh, some of the neighbors would come by and, you know, just be friendly. And some of them would give you dirty looks. Uh, but, you know, and at the time, 
like I said, we didn't know where she was. So the guys were there over and over day after day. Um, turned out she was in Utah at her ranch. Uh, one of the photographers got her up there. I think it was like the next day or something, or a couple of days after we did that follow. But, um, and real quick, how much did he say he made off that video? I think he said he made something like, or the pictures they the, themselves, the pictures themselves made something like 20 or 30,000, um, something like that. I think, but he, but he got that video though. I thought he said he, he said, and you said sometimes people embellish a little bit, but he said he got upwards of like a hundred K for that video. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what he said. Exactly. That's why I was saying probably 20 because these guys do embellish a little bit when they're talking about their money. Um, it's possible. It's possible that he got, you know, a hundred grand off that. I'm going to say not, I'm going to say, I doubt it, but you know, we'll just take his word for it for this and say, you know, he said he got a hundred grand, which so for the video, a hundred grand plus let's say 20 on top of that, let's say the whole thing ended up to be 120 grand. I don't think so, but it's possible. And it's crazy because that day like that, I come from a broadcast news background. So I just like my news instinct like kicked in, you know, I was like, cause we were all sitting there and you knew we weren't going to make any money because whether you got the set or not, it wasn't, an exclusive. There was like how many guys, there was like 20 guys out there. So like we ended up, the maid gets in the car and just goes, I was like, you know, F it, let's just go. Let's just follow the maid. And we followed this maid like to like from Marina Del Rey to past Orange County, past Huntington Beach. I don't even know what area we were in, but like she pulls into this Costco and you and I were both propped up, ready to go. You were on photo. I was on video. Like we thought they were going to do a drop. Like it was insane because the maid did not get out of the car. Like we were sitting there for what, like 30, 40 minutes and then, you know, she gets out of the car, goes into Costco and which comes out like just nothing. And then nothing happens. Like we literally just sat around for like, or we drove way out of the way for over an hour and then just sat in that Costco parking lot waiting. But Brett, like I can't, it was such an adrenaline rush though. Cause you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, do you, like, do you know what would happen? Like, had there been a drop and we had gotten that, like that would have been some, that would have been crazy. You talk about getting hooked. I'd probably still be in LA right now because man, that was like the adrenaline for that was undescribable. Like I was just picturing in my head that she was part cause she pulled around back to the back of a Costco of a busy Costco. And then we thought that they were going to drop and we were in such perfect position. There's, you would have gotten your photos. I could have rushed her for video and we would have been the only ones there but he got that video though i thought he said he he said and you said sometimes people embellish a little bit but he said he got upwards of like 100k for that video yeah that's yeah that's what he said exactly that's why i was saying probably 20 because these guys do embellish a little bit when they're talking about their money um it's possible it's possible that he got you know 100 grand off that i'm gonna say not i'm gonna say i doubt it but you know, we'll just take his word for it for this and say, you know, he said he got a hundred grand, which so for the video, a hundred grand plus let's say 20 on top of that, let's say the whole thing ended up to be 120 grand. 
I don't think so, but it's possible. And it's crazy because that day, like that, I come from a broadcast news background. So I just like my news instinct, like kicked in, you know, I was like, cause we were all sitting there and you knew we weren't going to make any money because whether you got the set or not, it wasn't an exclusive. There was like, how many guys, there was like 20 guys out there. So like we ended up, the maid gets in the car and just goes, I was like, you know, F it, let's just go. Let's just follow the maid. And we followed this maid like to like from Marina Del Rey to past Orange County, past Huntington Beach. I don't even know what area we were in, but like she pulls into this Costco and you and I were both propped up, ready to go. You were on photo. I was on video. Like we thought they were going to do a drop. Like it was insane because the maid did not get out of the car. Like we were sitting there for what, like 30, 40 minutes and then, you know, she gets out of the car, goes into Costco and we just comes out like just nothing. And then nothing happens. Like we literally just sat around for like, or we drove way out of the way for over an hour and then just sat in that Costco parking lot waiting. But Brett, like I can't, it was such an adrenaline rush though. Cause you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, do you, like, do you know what would happen? Like, had there been a drop and we had gotten that, like that would have been some, that would have been crazy. You talk about getting hooked. I'd probably still be in LA right now because man, that was like the adrenaline for that was undescribable. Like I was just picturing in my head that she was part cause she pulled around back to the back of a Costco of a busy Costco. And then we thought that they were going to drop and we were in such perfect position. There's, you would have gotten your photos. I could have rushed her for video and we would have been the only ones there. Yeah, see, that's that that's the difference right there of exclusive versus non-exclusive. You know, the other photographers ended up dropping off the follow because they didn't want to get on the freeway and go as far as we were going. But as the last guy dropped off that follow, you know, we thought, okay, here it is. We'll 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 get a nice exclusive on this. And the chance of an exclusive like that at that moment, uh, with a story that big, yeah you're going to follow it to wherever it goes to see whether or not, you know, you can get that shot and it, you know, didn't work out for us, but the adrenaline was there and we, uh, we definitely put in our work that day. That's for sure. Yeah. That was interesting, man. I just don't know, man. I honestly don't know what would have happened. Like, I mean, I know I would have gone into news mode and at that time when she was, you know, getting all that heat for saying racist things and going on Twitter and acting all crazy, like, I mean, you just ask about it, you know, I mean, at that point, it was just like, I knew what we were doing. And like, I, I mean, a hundred, let's hypothetically 120 grand two ways is not, not a bad day. No, not at all. I would have taken that for sure. Yeah, that was, that was, have you had any, like, have you ever had any other moments like that where it's just like the adrenaline is just like coursing a lot more than, you know, that day or any other time? No, I mean, the adrenaline's always there. Uh, it's, it's always there. Anytime you see a celebrity come out, um, or anytime you see, you see a celebrity out and about and you're about to shoot them, um, the anticipation, um, of that moment is, is always an adrenaline rush. Um, I still feel it today, um, especially with celebrities that I respect a little bit more and I'm actually a fan of uh, because, you know, a lot of guys in this business, they can care less about what these celebrities do. They're just in robot mode. Go 
get pictures, you know, jump in their face, follow them until the, the all day long. And they don't, they don't care about anything else. I, on the other hand, and, and a couple of other photographers in the business, we've talked about it, um, on, on my podcast where there are good guys in the business. And a lot of those guys are fans of Hollywood. You know, like I'm a fan of old Hollywood. I'm a fan of the entertainment business as it, as it is, or as it should be. Uh, but you know, a lot of guys aren't. And, you know, I think that's why that, you know, that's why they are as aggressive as they are versus, you know, someone like me who, who is a little bit more respectful because I have a little bit more, because I have a little bit more respect for the business. Yeah. And that's, like I said, when we were doing the ride along and they, and that's what I liked, like it wasn't crazy. It wasn't uncomfortable. It was just, cause I mean, I had my own agenda too, because on the, my media side, you know, me, like I'm obsessed with doing interviews and, you know, just being me and just trying to set up interviews with these celebrities on my own for my own outlet is just not going to happen, especially in Los Angeles. And even if I did, I mean, there would be no creative control. I'd be under a weird time limit. I'd have to go through God knows how many gatekeepers, NDAs. I'm sure I'd get a talk. Like there's just so much red tape into getting to this. And I, in my head at the time, the reason why I was doing the ride along, which you know, was like, there was no rules. Like I didn't have to go through a manager. I didn't have to go through a publicist. I could ask whatever, whenever, because I distinctly remember asking you that. I was like, well, like, what do I say? What do I like? What are the rules? And you're like, bro, this, there ain't no rules. Like it's the wild, wild west out here. <laughs> and I was super stoked because it's like, okay, like I get to ask what I want to ask. Like it, and that meant a lot to me without having to, you know, go through all the red tape, but it was almost like, it was almost like fishing for people now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, we've referred to it like that all the time, but, um, you know, the, 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 the style of interview that you would be getting at that point is what they call ambush, uh, ambush journalism. Um, I had a guy on my podcast, uh, my last podcast, who who came from that world, uh, TMZ. He was on TMZ, um, and he was an ambush journalist. And you're not going to get the interview that you want out of these people. You know, you will be able to ask the questions that you want, but whether they answer it or whether you get any kind of a response at all, you know, you I guess you would have to see. But our our business is, is unfiltering Hollywood. Um, I like to refer to that on our podcast as, as Hollywood unfiltered because we tell the, we tell the truth about Hollywood. We tell the true stories about our, our business out here and our dealings with the, with the, with the celebrities and our exchanges with the celebrities and what we think about what they're doing in Hollywood. And when you get those ambush interviews, you know, you're getting the unfiltered version of the celebrity, you know, you're getting exactly what they're like in real life. When you sit down on an interview and you have all these rules, you know, and all this red tape, as you, as you were saying, to go through these interviews, it's because the the celebrities are in control of it. They are going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to be the ones that put up the red tape. 
they don't want certain questions being asked. They don't want you to know certain things about them. You know, it's, it's totally filtered the way they want, just like their Instagrams and their social medias completely filtered. You know, this isn't, this isn't show who they really are, you know? Yeah. They might post a story here or there when they, uh, you know, on their, on their Instagram and it looks like they're sitting at home on their couch and you feel so personable with them, but you know, they've done their makeup. They are showing you exactly what they want you to see. It's, it's, it's not personal at all. And, um, uh, I think, you know, that kind of, that kind of adrenaline that you felt back then, um, was a part of that, you know, was, was, was getting the real, the real story or, or getting to, to see the real part of this business, you know? Yeah. And that was, it's just so interesting to see the different layers of the media too. Cause I've been doing this 10 years and, you know, I, cause I cover when I was in Los Angeles, I'd cover a red carpet event for a movie premiere or you do a press junket where you see us sitting in those dark rooms with like everything, the perfect lighting, perfect audio, yada, yada, yada. And it's a controlled environment. You only get like a handful of questions. And if you ask anything off topic, they steer away from it or they give what's called the LA answer where they just answer the question. But while their answer has nothing to do with what you just asked and you're left thinking like, what the hell did he just say? Um, but everybody's on their best behavior. And, and I know in the circumstances are a little different with what you do. And like, you know, cause people could make the argument like, oh, you're in their face or you're photographing them or whatever, but it's just, you're just seeing, you are seeing them in just different lights, you know, cause then I'm sure, you know, they're different on the red carpet. They're different for the paparazzi. They're different with their friend. It's all just interesting. Cause I don't know. I feel like there is a way to coexist, but people are just, I don't know why people just don't try to work together instead of working against each other, because I don't know, dude, it could be, I think it could be a really good thing, but you know, I'm sure just like anybody else, whether it's me, you or them has gotten burned or taken advantage of. And after they've been burned or taken advantage of, they now everybody's out to get them, you know, yeah. or everyone becomes bitter or just snubs people. Like there's always a reason. Yeah. Well, th this business is, is here, you know, and this is the, this is a subject that comes up all the time is this business is here. You know, it's not really going anywhere. You know, we've been out here, or at least I've been out here for over 10 years now. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's going to exist. So why not coexist? You know, um, you can, you can have, you know, you can have this business catered the way you like it. You know, uh, you can have control of this business. <clears throat> I've seen it all the time. Um, you know, some celebrities know how to, how to have control in this business and some just refuse it for whatever reason. Um, and you know, one thing that I, that I always like to, you know, relay to people as well is we're not out here just to ruin people's day. We're not just, you know, we're not just out here to try and disrupt somebody's life or, or ruin their day. You know, people want to see our pictures. It's been proven for years and years, you know, that people want to see these celebrities in their normal lives. And we're just out here to, to, to relay that to 
the fans, you know, those are the people that want to see these people in their normal lives. They're the fans, the people that that go see their movies, that pay the 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 money for the movie tickets, the people that that, you know, download the shows and that, uh, you know, subscribe to Netflix and, you know, the people that get them paid as much money as they are paid in this business that gives them the life that they have we're doing this for those people you know that's how the circle works you know we 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 provide pictures those people want to see these people in their normal lives they go and see their movies they get paid millions for all these movies and the circle just keeps going around and that's why we're out here we're, we're out here because you know if if we didn't do it somebody else would and <clears throat> You could just you could either do it in a in a respectful way or you could do it in a savagery way. But either way, the celebrities should understand that we're not out there just to ruin their day, that we're not out there just to bug them. You know, if you look into our camera lens and you see what's on the other end of that camera lens, I'm not talking about me and my eyeball, but I'm talking about where those pictures are going. You know, it's go they're going to the fans of these people uh, of the celebrities, you know? Yeah. And I think people forget that. It's like, think all the magazines, like when you go to, it's not just TMZ and things like that. It's, you know, I mean, you go to the grocery store and there's us weekly people, like all these shots of these celebrities and their natural habitats. Well, where do you think those are coming from? I think people forget that sometimes they do. They do. And I mean, take an example of uh, uh, a good example is just, is just Jared, Jared, uh, Jared. And, and I don't forget what his last name is, but the guy who runs just Jared or, or who owns just Jared, um, he's friends with a lot of these celebrities, you know? So think about that circle. Okay. Uh, specifically, let's say Sarah Highland. Okay. She's friends with Jared. She's goes to his parties. So, I go to, I see Sarah Hyland. I go to take a picture of her. She gets upset. She goes onto her Instagram. She says, oh my gosh, these paparazzi are following me around. They're taking my picture all the time. I have such a horrible life. Oh my God, Jesus. You know? And we get the picture of her. We put it up. She steals the picture. She puts it on her Instagram. And then our, those pictures are bought by Jared, her friend, the reason, you know, we're, we actually make money in this business is because of Jared. And she's really good friends with him and goes to his parties and hangs out and, you know, and promotes his parties as well. So that circle right there is just, you know. It's interesting. It's quite, it's like, cause, but people don't know. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I think it's extremely interesting because a people forget or want to turn a blind eye, but it, then like you just said, it's almost like you, you got to look at like, even you saying it, how you just did. I'm like, well, like who's really at fault? Is it the friend who invited, who's in buying these pit? Like you just, it's like you said, it's a, it's a circle. And I feel like if everybody would come to terms with it, I think it would work a lot better, but it's just like any other profession, man, just one bad egg will ruin it. Yeah. Like you could, it, let's just say, you know, one day you wake up and it's that easy where everybody's working together 
All it takes is some guy who just got to L.A., has no clue, doesn't care, is going to do whatever he does and just ruin it for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, like I said, coexist. We already do coexist. It, it, it's already here. It's already happening. You know, just accepting us coexisting is what is what would be ideal in, in this world out here. Um, because, you know, I, you know having to be enemies all the time just is it's very taxing, you know, on, on everybody, the celebrities on us, on, you know, the clients and, you know, we're the ones supplying the content, you know, we're the ones supplying the content that they're using for this, for that, for brands, for promotion, for whatever we're supplying, we're supplying this content, but yet we're the ones not getting paid for it anymore, you know, because of all the stealing that people are doing of our photographs for their own personal gain, you know, we're the ones suffering because of it, you know? Um, and that I wish would stop. That's rough, man. And just to, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, but you even mentioned, like, I think people think that you guys are just making it rain out there with the money. And didn't you say that's a huge misconception because, you know, ever since social media and everything, uh, everything's been cut in half, basically. Yeah. I mean, everybody, um, th- they all think we're making hand over fist out here. Um, I got in a conversation with Bradley Cooper a couple of years ago um, where uh, Bra- Bradley Cooper and I have a, have a decent relationship. We're friendly. And every once in a while, when I end up shooting him or I see him around, we'll chat a little bit. And he was asking me what, what the pictures of him that I just took were going to make. And I, I said, I don't know, maybe like 500 bucks, you know, I, tops, you know, when it's all said and done, but you know, no, no less than a hundred, no more than 500. And he said, wow, I thought you were getting like, you know, 10 grand for those shots. And I said, no, Bradley, that's not, that's not what we're making out here. Uh, you know, wh- why, why would you think that? And he's like, I don't know. I just, I, should, I thought you guys were just making tons of money out here. So yes, it's, it's a total misconception. Um, and it's in the beginning, you know, early two thousands when there was, you know, three or four photographers in LA and they had just free reign over all celebrities, they were making hand over fist. They were making, you know, $200,000 for a set of pictures. They were making, you know, uh, you know, 50, a hundred $150,000 per picture of certain celebrities, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I heard, you know, back then, you know, you, they didn't even know you were on them. You know, you could sit out in front of their house. They would come out in a car. You could follow them all day long to get pictures of them, candid pictures of them all day. They would never even know you were there and you would sell those pictures and, you know, buy houses with, <laughs> with the money. But that's not what it's like. And I, <clears throat> that's not what it's like anymore. Not even close. And I think the celebrities just still think that that's what we're making out here. That's why they don't like it. That's why they don't like us taking pictures of them. But the more we talk about it, the more I talk about it on my podcast, the more we talk about it personally with the celebrities, they need to understand and they need to get the memo that we're not making money hand over fist out here anymore. And maybe every once in a while, you should just give us a smile just to show that you're a friendly person. (laughs) And I think I even told, yeah. And I think I even told you, because it also raises an interesting 
question for me because we were talking about, you know, like the ambush journalists and I had expressed this to you where I don't, I always try to get evergreen content. I never want to talk to them, to said celebrity about their relationship because every other outlet's already talking about it. I'd rather hear about their creative processes, like what they did over the weekend or just like, just kind of just be cool with them. Like never just ambush and be like, Oh, like, especially with Bieber, you know, like, Oh, how are you and Selena or something, you know, something like that. I would never do that, Yeah, but just try to get something like genuine, something evergreen, something valuable. I'm still doing work like that. I'm still interviewing celebrities and it brings up an interesting evergreen question because how, how they deal with paparazzi, because since I've basically was for like a month, like I got to see how it is and I know how you are and I know how, like how you think and you know what you offer to these people. And it'll be interesting to talk to them about it and just kind of like work it into conversation at the right moment, just to see what they'd say or be down for. Yeah. I mean, just the, just a simple question of, you know, what's your take on the paparazzi, you know? Yeah. And like in your own personal, in your own personal life, you know, I would love to hear what, you know, Reese Witherspoon says about us. I would love to sit down and talk to any a list. I mean, you know, when you get into B list, C list celebrities, it's not the same conversation. Yeah, because they're cloud ch- They're they're like cloud chasing. They don't care. I yeah. feel like. Um, and you know, on my podcast, I'm I'm hoping to get some some at least you know B listers or C listers on it, um, so that they can, you know, uh, relate embracing the paparazzi because that's that's what they do, um, and and why they do it. But I would love to sit down with you know a Jen Garner or a Reese Witherspoon or something like that. And just go, what is your take on the paparazzi over the years too? You know, I mean, we're talking about years of this happening and years of this business going on. And they're still the same as they've always been since day one, you know? And, you know, I like to call it the memo. Like, when are you going to get the memo? You know, like especially the new celebrities that come up, you know, what, why aren't there publicists saying, listen, you're about to become the biggest star around. This is going to come with photographers following you around all the time. Are you sure you're ready for this? Because if you're not, don't do this. But if you are, be ready for it, but don't be a total jerk. You know, you got to give it up. You got to give it up out there, you know, and get to know some of these photographers. Maybe some of them you'll like, and you're, you'll be cool with, and then you could just, you know, go with one or two of these guys and actually, you know, control what they do. Control is what they want. Control is what they need. They always want it. And, you know, I'm offering it. <laughs> and I'm curious, is it, does it work? Can it work? Or have you heard of it working almost the other way around in a sense of like, let's just say I blow up tomorrow I've got, you know, everybody just at my door, da, 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 da. Is, have you ever heard of peep celebrities paying agencies to leave them alone or to not buy their stuff? Not paying them, but they've taken, you know, they've taken legal routes, you know, you know, they'll send cease and desist stuff. Um, you know, especially when people were shooting the kids back in the day, you know, there was a lot of cease and desist and there was a lot of lawyers involved and it even went to, you know, the Supreme court at some point, I remember Jen Garner and 
it was like Halle Berry or something like that, that went up in front of them and, uh, and, you know, fought for, you know, the kids not being shot, but you know, that it's always an interesting topic, especially when the celebrities are out, they like to use that tactic or you're shooting my kids. And I always like to say, no, you know, I'm not shooting your kids. I can care less about your kids. I'm shooting you and you are with your kids. Okay. If your kids weren't in the frame and they, if they weren't in, you know, the frame of my camera, I wouldn't be shooting them, but you're the one walking with them. You're the one out in public with them. And that's what's happening here. Uh, I don't like shooting kids. Kids don't sell, uh, first of all. Um, but the celebrities like to jump to that, to, to that aggressive behavior when they're, when they're with their kids and you, and you have to shoot them, you know, at some point, if you see them out and about and you, and you end up shooting them. Um, and they fought for that in the Supreme court. And I think they won. Uh, and then, you know, across the boards, it was like, don't buy, don't buy photos of kids. Don't buy photos of kids. And so that ended that. But as far as going to a certain agency and paying them not to do something, um, I mean, I took a payment from, from, uh, Chris Martin to not put out, uh, some pictures. Um, there were pictures of his music video that he didn't want spoiled before the music video came out and he paid me a little bit of money so I could, uh, so I wouldn't put him out. Um, I, he still allowed me to put him out, but it's just after the video. Um, so it is possible and it, it does happen, but um, I don't see it happening all the time. And I think it's really interesting because we've kind of discussed how much money you get for different sets and everything like that. But I, how does it work when like you go to sell, whether you're with an agency or you sell to one people, one person that sells them to multiple agencies or like, how does it work? Like you just got this new set of Leonardo DiCaprio. Now what? Yeah. So basically what happens is, I mean, they go up for auction is what happens. Um, in the old days, you get a picture of an A-list celebrity. I've heard these stories where um, you get a picture of Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Let's use them as an, an, as an example again. Uh, all the mags and all the outlets would be calling you. Oh, my, uh, I got this. I've got this much. I've got this much for you. I've got this much for you. And the agencies would just be hanging up the phone and hanging up on them and hanging up on them. And they would call back and it would just be this, you know, uh, just flood of offers of how much they could pay for certain pictures. And that's how it was. Nowadays, it's, you know, you get a nice picture of Leo DiCaprio on, you know, on a, on a movie set or something like that. Um, if it's just me exclusive, my pictures go to an agency, one agency. And th that agency uh, reaches out to all the clients with a, you know, with a, a sample of the pictures saying, this is what we have. And who are the clients real quick? Yeah, just, you know, the, the daily mails, the, all the online outlets, the just, the just Jared's. Um, uh, and, and then it's to like the people magazines, us weekly magazines, um, all those um, we're talking, you know, thousands of, of uh, online and print publications worldwide. Right. Um, and it, they send just like a, you know, a, a sample email with the sample pictures saying, this is what we have. A lot of the clients will just go to the websites every morning of the agencies and just look at what is up there, you know, on a regular basis. And they make offers of, of what, you know, what, what pictures they want and how much they're going to pay for them. Um, nowadays <clears throat> it's a set amount for the clients. 
So uh, an exclusive picture, Leonardo DiCaprio on set. There's pr- there's not really much negotiation anymore. It's okay. W- we've got this much change in our bank. This is what we'll pay you for those pictures. And we say, oh, that's not enough. And they go, okay, we won't buy them then. And our business has shifted where our clients are the ones that dictate the prices. Now, um, if you walked into like a restaurant and you ordered, you know, a, a meal and that meal was 75 bucks and you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like your price at 75 bucks, but I'm going to pay 35 for them. Right. What that, that wouldn't work. Right. No, no. They're supplying you with your meal. You pay the price that they off. They, you know, they set for your meal. Now in our business, it's, it's the exact opposite. You know, you walk into our restaurant and you grab as many pictures as you want, pretty much. And you dictate the price you want to pay for it. And that's, what's killed our business. That's what's killed our income. Um, and, uh, some agencies will do subscriptions as well for non-exclusives. So let's say non-exclusives come in from three or four different agencies, same pictures, three or four different agencies. Well, now the, the, the clients pay, let's say, you know, 20 bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month, 150 bucks a month, and they get to take as much non-exclusive content as they want. So, that picture that was non-exclusive that could have made, you know, 400 bucks if it was sold on its own is now three seventy-five, three dollars and 75 cents because that's how much it's worth after the subscription rate. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So you're just getting screwed is what I uh, got from all that. Yes. Getting com- completely screwed. Yeah. And we're, like I said, we're the ones supplying the content that all these outlets need for their, you know, for their, 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 uh, for their content, you know, is there any way to, is there any way for you guys to take control back at this point? Yeah, there is, uh, all the agencies would have to get together and, uh, agree to sell pictures a certain way. Uh, my idea is to monetize our pictures for online sales where, you know, if someone buys a picture, they buy it for the flat rate, but then the picture is monetized. So however much traffic is generated from that picture, we're talking about clicks, then you get paid accordingly, just like how the advertising revenue is generated on that specific website website is from traffic. So I get a picture of you know, Kim Kardashian and Cabo, that's going to generate 10 million clicks within 24 hours versus a picture of Joe Pesci on a movie set. That's going to generate, you know, maybe 20,000 clicks in 24 hours. Right. So yes, they'll pay a higher rate for the Kim Kardashian picture, but it'll be a minimal amount to what the picture's worth to them when the when the data is all crunched in the end and they get their advertising revenue. Right. So mm-hmm. monetizing our pictures online and then just going back to, you know, uh, selling all pictures at flat rates and no subscriptions anymore, then there'll be money in this business to be made. And it won't be a lot of money and the monetized pictures won't be a lot of money, but it'll be money that's due to us. Now the just Jared's 
you know, he's buying our pictures and a lot, most of his content is bought by subscription. He gets non-exclusives and even the, even the exclusives he buys, he buys for small amounts and he generates tons and tons of advertising revenue because of it. Well, how close are you to, or like, what are the chances of something like that happening? Cause it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts to that. Yeah. Getting no. everybody together. And yeah, unfortunately this is a business where there's no honor amongst thieves and, um, nobody will, nobody will band together to change this because the agencies are still making tons of money. The only people that aren't making money are the photographers. And most agencies don't care about the photographers or don't care enough to go through the hassle of changing the way we they sell the pictures just so the photographers can make more money. Hmm. Dang, man, that's that that's rough. So I got to ask, man, so what, you know, it seems like the cards are stacked against you and any other photographers. What keeps you doing it? Me personally? Uh, I mean, I'm different, you know, I have a family, I have two kids and this business gives me the freedom to do what I want for the hours that I want. I mean, I don't work for, I worked for an agency for 12 years. That agency went under, uh, because of lack of production and lack of, you know, uh, of, of sales. And now I'm a freelance, I'm a freelance photographer, so I can give to whoever I want. And I can work wherever I want. <clears throat> that gives me the freedom to be able to still be there for my kids. Uh, my wife works full time. Uh, we were both working full time for the past 12 years. But since I've become freelance, I'm working a little more part time just so I can be there to, you know, say, uh, pick my kids up from school or, you know, be there for certain functions um, outside of the business. Um, but the freedom, the freedom that it gives me and the, the pay is just enough to keep me on, <laughs> but you know, you can imagine 50, 50% of what I was making, you know, six or seven years ago, you know, it, it does hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, man. Ugh. So I have one last question for you. We kind of talked about, um, Halle Berry and was it Jen Gardner who got up in front of Congress about uh, not photographing their kids? Yeah. So hypothetically, because you know me, I love playing the hypothetical game. If you were to get up in front of a Congress-like crowd of A-list celebrities as the paparazzi, what is the one thing you would say to them? Why didn't you get the memo? <laughs> why didn't you get the memo when you signed on for this for this life you know um no i mean it's the same thing that that i that i've said before there are good guys and there are bad guys in this business obviously the good guys or sorry obviously the bad guys make the good guys look bad the perception that the celebrities have for us has never changed it's always going to be the same even though the business has changed uh, the photographers have changed and everything else has changed. Their perception has always remained the same and the coexistence of all of us being in this business, the circle that we were talking about earlier, if we all worked together, if we all saw this as a circle of friendship, 
circle of friendship. <laughs> if we all saw this as as a circle of coexistence, the way the way I see it, the way I see it could be, the way um, I see the future could be, um, I think that everybody's lives would be a little bit less of a hassle. I think the celebrities could be happier. I think the photographers wouldn't be so aggressive. And I think that, that the money that's generated in this business can be made and be done and be used for good. You know, it could be used for things that are, you know, that are, that are a little bit better than just putting it in a, in a bunch of savages pockets. Let's say monetizing our, the, the pictures. If the, if the pictures were monetized and the, and there was money that got pumped back into this business, there's enough money in there for us to live, for the celebrities to be happy and in control, and for some of that money to be put towards something good, like a charity, you know, like uh, you know, towards something positive, and that kind of a circle would be a lot, <clears throat> that kind of a circle would be a lot better than the one that it is today. Dude, I don't know if you know, we've been talking for almost an hour and a half. So I seriously appreciate your time, man. And, uh, yeah. Uh, where can people find your podcast? Uh, it's the paparazzi podcast. You can type it into pretty much anything. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on iHeartRadio. It's on iTunes. It's on everything. Just search, uh, paparazzi podcast. If you don't uh, have any kind of an outlet you can search, just go on to paparazzipodcast.com. And I have a bunch of links there to, to ways you can, uh, you can listen to the podcast. Um, just one thing about the podcast, just go into the podcast with an open mind. Don't go into the podcast, just thinking we're a bunch of savages out here that are ruining celebrities days, you know, uh, give it a chance. Start at the beginning from the origin stories and, uh, follow us through it. Binge it if you want to. But, uh, but yeah, paparazzi podcast anywhere and uh, paparazzi podcast on Instagram as well. If you want to see us, uh, the, the day-to-day stuff um, updated. Yeah. And I'll also put all those uh, links in the description as well. So they can, um, so they can get a hold of you or listen to your podcast, man. And like I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thomas, it's always good talking to you, man. Um, I, I know you understand the business a lot better than um, even the A-list celebrities do. And uh I appreciate what you're doing. No, man. And like, I honestly, I'm always trying to see both sides and then I, that's the thing and make my decision from there. Cause I do, honestly, I do see both sides and it's just interesting how people handle it and how people just are, man, they are the way they are. That's why I love doing stuff like this. Cause I was just so like, I'm just a very curious individual and, you know, at some point in my career, and I'll definitely let you know when I finally get to fire off a question like that about the paparazzi, just to see what they say. Cause it'd be, I think it'd be interesting to hear it. Me asking as opposed to you. And I mean that in the respectful way, because like you coming at them, knowing that they're, that you're the paparazzi, I feel like they would come at you as the enemy, you know? Um, and somebody like me is almost like an innocent bystander. Like, I'm just curious to what your experience has been, you know? Yeah. And and you would probably get a a different filtered answer because of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, You're, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would think so. I would hope you would get something more uh, genuine, but. We'll see. Either that or it'd be one of those off the record questions like, hey, just curious, like the camera's not in their face. There's no audio recording. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear that. 
All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I would love your help. This podcast is brand new, so I need all the help I can get. If you would, just subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating. I really, really would appreciate it. And last but not least, I got a little something for you. For the last 10 years, I have been writing, shooting, producing, editing my own video to get my dream job as an entertainment reporter in Los Angeles interviewing the stars. Now, that might not be your dream, but if you are in this industry and you are in this field, you are going to need to learn how to write, shoot, and edit, produce your own content. And now I want to personally train you on these skills so you can create your own journey and make money while doing so. So what I want you to do now is log on to Facebook and request to be in my private Facebook group, On Camera Professionals. Once again, it is called On Camera Professionals. But wait, Thomas, I really like your stuff. I really want to learn from you, but I don't want to be on camera. Don't worry. I got you covered. In this group, I'm going to be doing a live training, so that means live tips and tricks. I'm going to do giveaways, freebies, and I'm also going to do personalized training. So once again, log on to Facebook and type in On Camera Professionals, and I'll see you there.